Hello friends and welcome to my podcast, A Gem to Remember. I am your host, Julia Christine, and I'm thrilled to be here and have you with me on this journey. A Gem to Remember was inspired by listening to many up-close true stories told by my family and friends. Each week, you'll hear one-of-a-kind interviews recalling good and difficult memories. Join us as we mine for gems from the past that reflect gleams of God's goodness onto life now. Come find hope and encouragement from brothers and sisters who testify to God's plan and help remind us that everything happens for a reason. I invite you to sit back, open your heart, and rest in knowing that there is something here for you that God wants you to find and remember. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. As always, it's great you're here. I'm really excited for today because we're trying something a little new and inviting two guest speakers onto the podcast. I'm so happy they're here. We've got Sam and Gabe Trainer with us. These two brothers are a dynamic duo at St. Stephen, our Catholic church here at UNI. And they were recently joined by their younger brother, Joey, as well, who I've just started to get to know. Another great guy. Um, I don't know how we handle all three of you, though. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so from having Sam in my small group at a recent retreat, playing intramural volleyball against Gabe's team and, <clears throat> and beating them. You know what? Um, <laughs> oh, the <shot's> fired. <laughs> um, and having late night movie nights with both of them recently, I've come to find in their own special ways, they're both each just a fun time and extremely caring, and they just execute their faith in such a beautiful way. Thank you both for agreeing to join me on the podcast. I know that we are in for a treat today. Well, thank you, Julia. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on a podcast before, so this is going to be a lot of fun. Today's your day, and you guys are going to have some great stuff to say. I already know it. So um, I'm going to start, before I introduce um, our topic for the day, I'm going to start by asking you the question that I ask everyone at the beginning of every episode. What is a life hack you've discovered recently or in the past that's been a game changer ever since? Well, I'll go first. This very recent one. Um, we, after an intramural game, um, me and my friends went and got Hershey Pies from Burger King. And then we were like, you know what? We're actually hungry. So we went to Poncheros, but we bought the Poncheros guy a Hershey pie. I can tell you this is a life hack because he gave us extra queso, <laughs> extra steak. So if you ever want just a huge burrito, give him a Hershey pie. He'll appreciate it. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> Mine is not food related, but I'll give it my best shot. Uh, one thing that I always struggle with since I don't have an iron is wrinkly clothes. And my mom mm. is going to kill me for this. She's always like, fold your clothes properly and you won't have any wrinkles. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that, even though you've shown me a million times. So Sorry, if you ever have wrinkly pants or wrinkly shirts, what you need to do is take a damp washcloth and put that in the dryer with your wrinkly clothes for 10 to 15 minutes on medium heat. Get all the wrinkles out. Works every time. Wow. Yeah. I, I was going to say, that's a good one that a lot of people need to hear in college. Mm -hmm. We're like, yeah, mom's not around anymore. Another one with the wrinkly clothes is if you have like a nicer shirt that you can't put in the dryer, you just get a um, frying pan and fill mm -hmm. it with water or like yeah. a pot and just boil the water and then the condensation on the outside just use as an iron. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's just the heat. Use that one a lot. How come you get two? That's not fair. <laughs> you guys are so creative. I have not heard of this and so I'm excited to try it because this is a struggle. So thank you both. You guys, I'll put that in the episode description. So if you want to hop on and do these life hacks, um, please do because they're great. So awesome. We have a really cool topic and it works really well to have two brothers with us. We're going to be talking about faith in the family and mm. why that's important and kind of just the two dynamic that, um, that Sam and Gabe have both experienced. So I'm going to open it up for two of you. What has it been like having a sibling at college with you just kind of in terms of faith? Has that been easier, more difficult? I would say it definitely is a lot easier because 
even if you want to like say you want to skip mass or do whatever you know you have that person who's like keeping you accountable so mm -hmm. i really i really like having siblings um here at skis but also just at UNRM because you can invite them to do stuff like hang out or whatever and you know like they see eye to eye with you in your faith and it's always good clean innocent fun mm, and true. so that's what I really like about it it's more the accountability but also just it's a person to always have in your corner basically yeah to keep you accountable for sure it's been really enjoyable for me since I am the oldest here at UNI I'm a senior then Gabe's a junior and our the middle child of our family, Joey, is now a freshman, and it's been really interesting seeing them come in and uh, do the stuff that I enjoyed or experienced my freshman year and yeah. on and on. And it was really, really fun to uh, say, hey, I uh, went to this church called St. Stephen's. you got to come. We do uh, primetime mass Wednesday nights. Afterwards, we have volleyball or ping pong tournaments, and it's just really fun to not only do the fun stuff with them, but also to... Uh, show them the faith-based side of it. I mm -hmm. convinced Gabe to go on Antioch for his first trip, and I was lucky enough to also be uh, on the team that went his first time around, and it was just an absolute blast because I know that uh, even if uh, uh, all the people there, who I love all of them, but if I don't uh, agree with them on something or we just don't click, or even if I'm just having a bad day, I know that I got mm -hmm. somebody in my corner no matter what, and it's great to always have fun experience with them because yeah. despite all the crap I give him, <laughs> I guess you could say that I love him. And uh, it's <laughs> the first question he's already admitting <laughs> there that. There you Who go. Oh, sappy, sappy, sappy. Yes. But uh, yeah, it's uh, um, it's good to know that no matter what you go through in life, you always have somebody who has your back. And yeah. I really, really am happy that uh, I have not one but two brothers here at you and I. Yeah, so. that's really special. You both actually said like have someone in your corner, and I think. It's really relatable. Like, you know, and they've, they've seen you at your worst, too. Like, mm -hmm. you guys are together at home, and so, like, they know when you're struggling. They know when, like, you're doing great, and so they have that insight and can be like, hey, I know you're not doing great. What's up? Or, like, hey, you're, I'm so proud of you, you know? So it is cool. I can tell you guys are in each other's corner, and it's, like, fun to witness, too. So um, great. I would love to hear some of the memories that each of you guys have with your parents and your family, because I know it's not just you two and Joey. You have a couple other siblings as well, but... How has that looked like, like implementing the faith there in your lives growing up, and how did that kind of impact you? I can go first on this one. Sure. So uh, one thing that uh, is a regular occurrence at our house, we have sit-down discussions for important topics, and this could be religious in nature or maybe a political issue or possibly even you guys are not keeping up around the house, and this is a – my dad would always slap his hands together like this. This is a here's the deal moment. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and, you know, this is a family meeting. Everybody sit down. This is a here's the deal. And gotcha. uh, he would just talk depending on what it was. Sometimes it would be immediately after mass. My dad or my mom or even one of the siblings would hear something important either in the homily or the gospel or what have you. Mm -hmm. And as we're on the car ride home, if uh, dad or mom usually uh, thinks that something important needs to be discussed, we all go to the living room before we eat breakfast and we'll sit down and have a discussion, which can range from 10 minutes to, in some cases, four to five hours. It's wow. rough sometimes. Yeah. If there's a, a big issue with one person, everybody's got everybody's back, but that also means that everybody knows everything. Here is this situation, and this is what you guys should do. This is what the Catholic Church believes. This is what how our family is going to operate, and this is uh, what the um, proper thing to do in that situation is. And we have very many discussions, and they always end very, very well. Yeah. I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, 
two wonderful parents who are not only very, very focused on their faith, but are also making sure that their children are very, very uh, knowledgeable in what needs to happen in their faith life and how to apply that to their everyday thing. Faith life should influence everything you do. And I'm happy that my mom and dad yeah. always make sure that that's important. That's really and to special. kind of, yeah, to kind of piggyback off that, um, my dad always said after those conversations, which first of all, funny note, is we <laughs> always wanted those conversations, <clears throat> excuse me, if it was going to happen, be on a Sunday because he'll cut it off as soon as the Packers start playing. That is very <laughs> so, Which is usually I really hope you do your bad thing like 15 minutes before they start playing. Exactly. That's so funny. There, he would always end it just like, I'm still mad at you. If, if he was mad at us. Yeah, some did, yes. yeah. I'm still mad at you, but go, go get, get your, your Packers jersey on. We'll solve this later. That's glad. We'll talk about this at halftime. <laughs> he always says that um, at the end of these conversations, or usually during them is mm -hmm. how many families do you know that are having this conversation right now mm -hmm. and that always makes me really mad because like it's just he's right you know yeah. <laughs> like how many other families do you know that are having these conversations it just makes you think like even though you're like being yelled at or whatever in the moment that you truly like you go back and think and like that's true and you're really thankful that you've been brought up with these conversations kind of and are yeah. happy to know that you have like we said, those people in your corner, as in your parents, who are guiding you on the right path. Yeah. And another thing, as far as faith life goes, that my parents always say, is your best friend. We've always grown up with this since this is my earliest life lesson I remember. Your best friends are, are under this roof. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Basically, like, your family is always going to be there through thick and thin. And even though you may be in trouble or maybe you need some help or you just want to talk about your faith, well, the people who are always going to be there, you'll always... You'll always have a girlfriend or be dating. I guess that's the same thing. Or you <laughs> have your friends, mm -hmm. but your family is the ones who are never leaving you for the rest of your life. So and true. I think that's kind of what I love about our family is that we're all really close and we can talk about like faith with our family and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I'm really relating to just like the presence that your dad has is pretty similar to my dad as well as far as like there's a disciplinary piece in there and I think my brother and my sister would say that as well like it comes from love and I appreciate that like you said like him asking you that question saying how many other families are having this like it does stink because there's not that many like people just kind of let things fly and I, I appreciate that my parents didn't my dad specifically didn't um, but I'm remembering one thing he said to me once was like Julia like we love you all and I think the hardest thing when your kids are growing up is like it's a lot of tough love and you just like learn yeah. to do that and it's okay. My dad always says if I'm done yelling at you, I'm done caring about you. So. <laughs> I mean that's fair like that's just yeah and I appreciate it too. I'm in the same boat as you guys that my dad's like that and I love it because it teaches me so much and I would like accredit a lot of like the way I've learned to respect adults even is like because of him and my mom. So that's really special. Thank you both for sharing. Um, just on that same aspect of like this being kind of a foundation of your guys' family, why is faith such a, in general, like important foundation to have as a family? I think um, growing up, the foundation of our family faith-wise definitely had to do with our mom. Mm -hmm. Like, um, mm -hmm. she's a stay-at-home mom, and we went to a Catholic school, but we were reading the Bible, and she's shown us, like, Bible trivia flashcards for as long as we can Aww. remember. We have dozens upon dozens of just picture Bibles. Just cool. And I think your uh, morality is a huge part of your life, and a huge part of your morality is your faith. Mm -hmm. like, what, so I just think um, my mom definitely 
teaching us and instilling us mm -hmm. that whole way as we were growing up. It's just, it's really, really important to have a good faith life. Yeah, uh, to piggyback off of what Gabe is saying, uh, both parents have really made it sure that uh, from, from a very early age how important the faith is. We would, uh, what was... Uh, Veggie tales. We'd, we'd love cartoons of veggie tales and stuff, yeah. but uh, it's not just that. We Even from an early age, when we were sitting around the dinner table, I remember being like six or eight, and uh, he'd quiz us around the dinner table of just random stuff going on, and uh, there were always faith-based questions on that. We would have to list off all three members of the Holy Family at, mm -hmm. at like age five or six, which <laughs> it's probably very easy now, but uh, I remember, uh, which who was it, Joey? Joe, Joey saying. just couldn't grasp the fact that... Uh, it who's, was Mary, yeah. was Jesus, or is Mary Jesus' mother? Yeah. And who's, he never get it. Yeah. Joey would always ask yeah. that. Yes, oh, always, always over and over and over, and uh, I don't, we, so that's something we still kind of tease him about this day. Uh, to circle back to the faith question, um, it is very, very important. And definitely mom was, uh, especially at an early age, a hugely instrumental part of that because mm -hmm. at an early age, our dad was not Catholic. He mm -hmm. was uh, Lutheran until I think I was the age of five. Some, something like that. So <laughs> Something that uh, we tease dad about is that technically Gabe and I have been Catholic longer than my dad. But... Uh, <laughs> He says that uh, there's. he's glad that he became Catholic, and I think that's a main reason why his faith is so important to him, because uh, there's a difference from being a cradle Catholic to, I've always grown up with this, to taking a step back and looking at what you've been doing your entire life and then going, no, wait, that's better. Mm -hmm. And uh, so obviously my mom was instrumental in that because she was a cradle Catholic, and my dad is like, well, why is the woman that I married doing this instead of that? And mm -hmm. so he was always curious about that, and when my mom educated him on everything and what goes on he was a hundred percent in and he always said that the number one reason the number one bible verse that was the reason why he is catholic is uh, the verse that talks about unless you eat my flesh or drink my blood you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven and it says that dad's analogy of it was that uh imagine that your faith is a big sandwich and uh, you want to have the whole shebang, so everything on it, that would be Catholicism, because that is uh, the um, faith that Jesus started and still has the authority of the Catholic Church behind it. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a picky eater, you can just pick off the parts you don't like, and you can still have a pretty good sandwich, but you don't have the whole thing that the chef, the divine chef, if you will, made in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, But on that, why it's so important, I just think, like, Kind of what I was saying, your morality, and like we're here on earth to give glory to God. Mm -hmm. Like that's, as Christians, that will be that's what we believe. And so being blessed to be able to grow up knowing that our whole life, it really influences every decision you make. Mm -hmm. And just, especially the major ones, like when we went to school, we went to a mm -hmm. Catholic school when we were younger, and why my mom was a stay-at-home mom mm -hmm. was to spread the faith with us mm -hmm. and be closer to us. And so it's just kind of, it influences everything every decision you have in your life and mm -hmm. that is why we're blessed that yeah. we were able to grow up like that. Gabe, I really like that you say like our purpose to be here is to glorify God and I think like full circle bringing it back to why it's important to have like faith as a foundation of the family is like as a family you're making lots of group decisions and like you're raising children essentially like your parents had choices to make and if the place that they could look to find the answers was like God and the Lord and their faith, then it was consistent, right? There wasn't like multiple places and like culture or the secular world that they were pulling from. It was like, 
oh, let's just look to our faith. Like, there's the answers. And so there's a consistency that, like, Jesus calls us to that's biblical, and I think that that's really special. Um, and I, like, wish, yeah, I wish more families could abide by that too, but, like, we can. Something I wanted to share because this quote has stood out to me personally. It's from Mother Teresa. She tells us that if we want to change the world, we're to go home and to love our family. Um, that's just really strikes me because, yeah, I, along with several people, want to be somebody who can make an impact in the world and just like spread the love of Jesus. What does that mean to you guys? What does it look like to go home and love your family? Um, and how does that kind of carry over when you guys leave college and go back home to mom and dad and other siblings? Going home, like especially freshman, sophomore year, I've been busy this year, but we went home every other weekend just because our family was a huge part of our lives and mm -hmm. kind of got a little homesick or whatever. And plus we're so close with our siblings were we have five of us all two years apart so it's just we're all very close and i think that quote i really like go home and love your family is kind of kind of what i talked about like your best friends are under this roof is what my dad said like yeah. we would always go home and the easiest ones to to love are your family so if you can't even do that or make an effort with them mm. how are you going to carry that out into the world with other mm. people especially like sharing your faith or trying to be a good role model for someone. If you can't be a good role model to like my younger sister, then how are you going to do it to other people? And Whoa. so that's that's why I like that. Quote. That's a really yeah. good point yeah. with that. Yeah. So uh, I got one that's not related to that so much. More like when you start your own family. Everybody always like like it said. How do you change the world? How do I know that I've made a difference? How do I know I've done something? Mm -hmm. Live your life out as a good Catholic, if you are doing that, even the little day-to-day -day interactions that you have either help people out in ways that you could never understand or at least set a good example. Something my mom always said was, lead by example and use words only when necessary. Lead a good life, and if you're ever presented with an opportunity to uh, make a choice, make a Christian Catholic decision, and let other people wonder about that. Let them sometimes even ask you, hey, What's up with that? If you ever are presented with a situation where you can spread God's word, then spread it. God will present you with the situations that he wants you to handle. He never ever presents you with any situation that he doesn't think that you can handle through his grace. So It's affirming for me too because like somebody you like just is excited and passionate about sharing the faith and it's like, hey, yeah, just by like obeying me and like living your life in tune with me and like the Holy Spirit, you're doing that. Like you're going to reach people. And I like what you say to the fact that yeah, he's going to provide opportunities, but we have to be aware of them. Like, I, I, I think sometimes if you're not looking for God, you can, like, pass up those chances of just, like, man, I could have had a conversation. Of course, he allows everything to happen as it should. But, yeah, just, like, be prepared for whatever God's going to bring mm -hmm. you or, like, whatever person he's going to put in your path to have a conversation about that. So, awesome. So this is my last question kind of before our, our follow-up um, last, last question. For any of our listeners who maybe that's a challenge for to go home and love their family or even like just live out this Christian life, maybe like just a, a little piece of advice that you have for them you could offer right now. Be patient. My family, Gabe and I, are very, very fortunate in our home life. We have something that, like Dad said, uh, how many people I had in this conversation, we have something that not a whole lot of people do. And I know there's a couple people going, well, that's fine for you to say. You seem to have a pretty good home life. My family is broken. I really feel for those people. But if, if, if you are one of those people, um, understand that uh, God loves them too and know that he loves you and uh, that uh, he might be using you 
to get to them instead of a reversal. Usually the parents teach the kids. Maybe if you are realizing that your faith life is very important to you and your family's isn't, that might be because God is trying to get to your other family members through you. So just come from it from a path of patience and uh, let God speak through you. Kind of like you said, um, we have been very blessed to grow up in a Catholic family and been raised with a faith. But one of my one of my favorite quotes now, kind of, is from a guy who leads my discipleship named Jake Friedis. He'd be very happy to get the shout out. So <laughs> let me know on that, Jake. But um, told me that like I was kind of, especially early in the semester, struggling, struggling leading my Bible study. And he said, whatever effort um, you make for God, like on God's behalf, it is good. It can never be bad. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I would say. I know a lot of people who don't really have all that Christian families or whatever and didn't grow up support, with it, yeah. but like want their parents to go to Mass, but almost scared to ask them or whatever, everybody's in a different situation, mm-hmm. is basically try your best. And no matter what you do, it is good because you're doing it on God's behalf. You don't, they will say no a lot and yeah. you will fail and you will be distraught and it will be embarrassing or awkward. But no matter what you do, if you do it for God to either bring them to the faith or just because you feel called to do it, it is good. And so that's mm-hmm. my advice, is just try your best and mm-hmm. have the courage to um, do it. Uh, the guys here at St. Stephen's have a saying called, do the hard. Mm-hmm. Basically just do the hard, yeah. yeah. And just ask them to either go to mass or just invite them to do whatever you want or just to talk about your faith. Let them yeah. know, I am here and- If you want to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so no matter what you do, it is for God's glory and it's good. I have the last follow-up question um, to just leave a piece with our listeners, and that is, how does God's goodness come through, leaving you and our listeners with a gem to remember? I would say is that, especially as a sinner like we all are, just remember that God loves you, even if you even if you don't believe in God. Mm-hmm. He still is there, and He still loves you, and no matter what you can, what you do, for better or worse, He loves you, mm-hmm. and will always take you back. It's kind of like the um, parable of the prodigal son. No matter what you do, and he messed up big time, God still loves you and will always take you back. So mm-hmm. it's, it's never too late. Piggyback off of that, uh, um, you should, God's your best friend, or at least he wants to be, and you should treat him like that. Take five minutes a day and spend it in complete silence. Don't, you don't even need to read your Bible, you can do it wherever you want. Just sit there in as quiet a place as you can find and just try to, uh, quiet your mind and pray yeah awesome those are both really special um and i think our whole conversation is just going to bless a lot of people today because family is really important and so is faith and they're like honestly two of the biggest things in my life and so just allowing them to come together is really special so i hope people can learn some stuff from this episode gabe and sam thank you both so much for joining me on the podcast i am excited for people to hear this yeah it was a pleasure to do this From the bottom of my heart, I want you to know that it truly means a lot to have you along with me on this journey of a gem to remember. This would not be possible without the love and support of my family and friends or you, the listeners. Follow my Instagram page at a gem to remember for more information and updates on the podcast and its featured guests. Come back next week and tune in again for another gem. Until then, God bless. God bless.